I'll talk to anyone only because I believe marketers should be explorers. We should be negotiators in, in many ways. And the, the beauty of marketing is that you can go across different silos within the organization and ask questions. I'll ask accounting, I'll ask sales, I'll ask operations, even HR, because they have their own two cents. Welcome to the Strategic Marketer Podcast, where we talk about strategies, tactics, and practical steps to help you become a more strategic marketer. I'm your host, Joseph Lewin, and today I'm speaking with Jimmy Wynn, a 10-year B2B and B2C marketing veteran. We're talking about whether it's better to niche your product or whether it's better to focus on a more general audience. When it comes to to finding a niche or a specific audience, is that something that companies should focus on or is it best to kind of go after a more general audience? Niche. you got to niche down all the time. I mean, I've worked with about uh, a dozen companies so far as a consultant and as a full-time job. And every time I walk in, it's always the same thing. Everyone is my customer. No, no. Everyone is not your customer. So what do you do when somebody makes that statement to you? You know, everyone's my customer. How do you get them to start thinking differently? You know, what's what's kind of the idea behind pursuing a niche or, or a specialty? Well, when you think about it, Seth Godin, I think he was referencing someone else. He basically said that you got to find your 1,000 true fans. These are the people who are your champions. These are the people who will love your brand. Uh, I, going a little off topic here, I lived in Japan for about five years. And they have a word over there called otaku, which basically means like nerd and geek. And I know it's kind of funny, but you need that geekdom. You need those people who just love your product, who love the industry, who whatever it is you're serving to really just talk about that. So those are your champions. These are the people who will then spread out and then basically mention your product and services. Okay. So when you're working with a broader audience, you know, um, what, what's going to be the main pitfall? Cause I think people could, uh, I I'd like to dive a little bit more into why people would share, you know, when you niche down in a second, but what's going to be the biggest pitfall for a company or, or what negative results are they going to see if they continue to just go after a broad audience from a marketing perspective? From a marketing perspective, it's just about uh, creating brand awareness. If you're going for an, just a general audience, then you're just creating brand awareness, right? These are your top of the funnel customers. They may be browsers. They may look at you a little bit and say, okay, that was nice. But when you niche down, not only does your message get refined, you can then tell them directly what you're serving, uh, talk about the problems, and then basically sell. I mean, that's the end goal, isn't it? We are here to sell and serve. So when you're working with a new company and they've always gone after just, you know, the general audience in the past, Mm -hmm. what steps do you recommend or how do you kind of get them to get off of that idea? Because I I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges when you go into a new company um, and you're working with somebody who's a visionary, you know, they've been working on this product, they've already been making sales and they've kind of taken that more general approach. And, you know, I'm imagining if I owned a business and I'd been doing this for a while, I might have fear around 
picking a niche because it's like, well, then I'm pigeonholing myself into this small category of people and there's only so many of them. Um, so if there's a marketer out there and they're, they're working with a boss that has that mentality, what have you done in the past to get people to change gears and see that that's something they should do? First thing to do is look at the sales, right? And then actually look at the people who are making those sales. Who are, who are your customers? Where do they live? What are their interests? I mean, we live in a world of social media where you can, well, maybe not now, where you can take that data and just run it through algorithms and figure out, hey, this is where they live. This is what they like. Uh, example is that um, I used to work for an e-commerce company and they were always aiming towards white collar workers. I mean, we, we believe our customers are white collar workers who have this much income and they live in high rises. Uh, this is before Facebook cracked down on privacy. So don't judge me on this. <laughs> I, I, I took our uh, the entire customer base, about 40,000 people, ran it through Facebook, and they said, 62% of your customers love Sean Hannity. They love Rush Limbaugh. They love guns. They love the Second Amendment rights. And that's when I realized, guys, your customers are not white-collar workers. They're blue-collar workers. They mm -hmm. live in rural areas. You're going for urban when they're rural. You're going the exact opposite strategy. So I was able to take basically ads tailored to this niche use their language and i saw an incredible lift and you learn a lot of things too along the way for example when i say cabin in the woods you and i are thinking some remote cabin uh we don't think of luxury but hmm. while while i was running an ad for you know uh, for this customer base who had cabins they turned to, they turned, it turned out to have basically two customers, two completely different customers. One was the, I'm the urbanite who's escaping for the weekend and I'm mm. going to the cabin in the woods just to relax. And then the other people who are like, I'm forced to live in the cabin in the woods. So I had two audience who were actually, who were arguing with each other on the same ad I was running. It was great because it was a great learning mm. experience for me. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, you know, you talked about customer language and I know, you know, from work that I've done in the past, using that customer language and getting that customer language can be really effective. And if you're going after a general audience, how are you supposed to create language that speaks to them? I mean, I don't, I honestly have no idea how you could create an advertising campaign that works for everyone. Yeah, 100%. Uh, talk to your sales reps. They know the language. They know the lingo read emails uh, the previous client I had they were using call call tracking voicemails I listened to the voicemails hmm. I, I listened dozens hundreds of them just to hear that one keyword or phrase being used over and over again that I can then basically weave into the website and weave into the campaigns so this might take you a second to think of this I yeah. don't know if you have something off the top of your head but do you have an example of language that you heard over and over again. I mean, you kind of mentioned it with, they were thinking that they're working with white collar workers living in high rises, you know, and if you're thinking of uh, political stances of high white collar people who live in high rises, they're typically going to lean further to the left. So I'm sure it was a surprise when, you know, you go to them and say, hey, your audience is kind of completely different than what you thought. Um, but do you have an example of some other kind of customer language, like a specifically a, a phrase or word that you heard over and over again from customers that just absolutely surprised you? Mm, that's a good one. 
Well, I mean, I can't really divulge the name of my clients, but what I will say is that as marketers, we're very product oriented. We will always push the product and the general name of the products or the category of the products. But most customers are asking questions. How do mm. I XXX? Or well, wait, can't use the word XX anymore. How do I <laughs> dot, dot, dot? So you have this disparity between the marketer who's trying to say, Hey, here's my product. Here's my solution. Here's my service versus a customer who's going to query, how do I solve for why mm. is this happening? So that's the language of your customers. I know you want me to be a little bit more specific. I would like to do that, but I, you know, really can't get to those keywords because it's for certain clients. Yeah. So you're, so if you, you know, just kind of go off of what you were saying there as marketing people. And I think in sales, it's even stronger. The tendency is to focus on the features and benefits of your product and, you know, the product itself and how, how great it is and how much better it is in the competition. Whereas what you're saying is from the customer perspective, they are typically far more concerned about their own problems, their own challenges. And when they're looking, they're researching something, they're typically not going to just type in the key phrase of the feature of your product. They're going to be typing in something oriented to their challenge. And if you're able to use the language that your customer is using to describe their own problem in your SEO content, in your videos, in your ads, you're more likely to connect with them? Exactly. I mean, we serve the customer, right? That's what we're trying to do, whether it's through our products or services. We're trying to understand what do they need? Why are they on Google? Why are they on Facebook? Why are they calling? There's a reason why. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny that when people are buying a car and they walk into a lot, no one's just browsing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're there to buy a car. They right. just they just need the right cues and the right service, right? And and it's the same thing. Okay, so let's uh let's make this super practical for people who are listening in. So, you know, they've gotten their boss to turn the corner at least a little bit on maybe focusing down on a niche, at least for a specific campaign, maybe, maybe not totally, but at least for, you know, a campaign. Um, and starting to move in that direction. So say that a marketer that's listening has gotten their boss to that point. Okay. Um, what next steps do they need to take to start getting the, uh, figuring out who those customers are and then the language, how do they start finding that language to actually create a campaign around their, their, that niche or that specific offering? Okay, so they've talked to the bosses. They've realized there's a niche audience. It's just peer research. What are their jobs? What are the job titles? What are their interests? Which websites are they going to? Uh, I know that you and I have extensive experience in the uh, manufacturing and engineering world. Mm. And I get a lot of pushback from this category too, where they're like, well, we don't do that. No, you do. Everyone searches. Everyone searches. They go to their favorite engineering website. They go to their favorite hobby website. So, to find that niche audience, uh, I would recommend, again, Google search is your friend. If you have keyword tools like uh, Ahrefs or SEMrush, type in those words, click on the top 20 links. This is what I do personally. I will click mm -hmm. on the top 20 links, not just page one, but page two also to see what's coming up. Uh, read everything. 
look at what words or phrases are being used over and over again, what topics are being said over and over again, and then it's just iteration over and over to just find those words, find the audience, understand what they're looking for to create content and to create ads. Yeah, that's excellent. And then, you know, you mentioned that you work with a sales team. So what role do does your sales team or cooperating with your sales team play in doing that customer research to find language? Uh, sales is very important. I mean, you need, for me, it's my belief that marketing serves sales. The reason why is that sales is closer to the pipeline or the bottom of the funnel. So mm -hmm. talking to your sales rep, talking to everyone in the organization is extremely important. Uh, I'll talk to anyone only because I believe marketers should be explorers. We should be negotiators in, in many ways. And the, the beauty of marketing is that you can go across different silos within the organization and ask questions. I'll ask accounting. I'll ask sales, I'll ask operations, even HR, because they have their own two cents on how to either create a product, market a product, or even improve the company. So that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, that's that's excellent. That's super practical advice. And um, I've definitely used some of those tactics, but also learning some a few new things I can uh, go back and apply as I'm working on narrowing down our audience. So uh, yeah, thank you so much, Jimmy, for joining the podcast today. This is a fun episode and um, yeah, look forward to a future conversation. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me.